not just what we want. We're thankful for a new day. Thankful that we have a place to come to worship, to cast all our cares on you. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing. Father, why you came, why you are here today. The wind is strong, thou rushing wind that art so
take this time now. You told him why you came. Now I want you to tell your Heavenly Father what you need, what you want in this moment. This new year with maybe some new hopes, some new goals. I'm wondering in this new year, or maybe as you look back at last year, you just look back on your life, and when you get in trouble, when you get afraid, when you get desperate in your past, What do you do? Where do you run? Well, Todd, I don't ever get afraid. Okay, well, I'm not speaking to you then. But where do you go? When when the stress comes, when the boss says we're going to have to lay off 25 people, You have no idea what you want to do with your life. What do you do? Where do you go? Psalm 17. I am praying to you because I know, I am sure that you will answer me. Oh, God. That right there we could rest and sit on all day. I am praying to you because I know you will answer. 
Now, the American version of that is, I'll know you'll answer exactly how I want, and it's going to be all great and prosperous. But that's not what it says. Father, bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. And right here, I, wanna, I just wanted you to see this. You will rescue those who seek refuge. Seeking refuge. You, you rescue those who seek refuge. I think we as Americans, we try to do something. I got to be in control. I got to start something. I got to stop something. I got to fix something. And, and it's saying that we're supposed to seek refuge. Really, we need to seek to do nothing. That's kind of what I get out of that. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. Hide me, protect me, seek refuge in your heavenly Father. Falling on my knees in worship, giving all I am to see your face Lord all I am is yours my whole life my whole life I place in your hands God of mercy humbled I bow down in your prayer
says my whole life I place in your hands the God of mercy and I let go and I bow down and I give it up and I give it over I wonder if there's one thing instead of doing your whole life today what's one thing that you can let go of can give over. Say, God, I trust you. You talk to him. think if we're honest that one thing that we're trying to let go of we're like God I, I'm willing to let this go but it, it needs to work out how I want it to work out right we have to trust that he is way bigger and way smarter and loves us way more than to give us everything we want. So give it over freely, fully. This world is nothing for me. This world is nothing for me. 
This world is nothing for me. This world is nothing for me. This world has nothing for me.
my soul. continues to play, I want to invite us into a time of prayer. I don't know what everybody um, is going through, but I know that there are a lot of needs today. There are, there are a great number of us that that are already enduring some things and, and, and some some of us really hard things. I spent three hours yesterday at Teller County Jail in ministry to some of our own that are incarcerated this morning. And there are some families that are really going through it. And as we're singing this song, there are some of us in here that this is just current reality. That even in the midst of some of the toughest of storms, how important it is to declare that he is the God of peace, that he is our restorer, he is our healer, he is our redeemer. And I, I'm hoping that maybe for the next few moments we could be prayer warriors for one another. So what I'm asking is if if you have a need that needs to be prayed for today, I'm not asking for testimony. I'm not asking for information. Just a, a, a raise of the hand to let us know that you're someone that's in need of prayer today. If, if that's you, would you just raise your hand up? so that we could see. We want to take some time this morning to come around those that are in need of prayer. If you look around your area, if there's someone near you that is, has their hand up, would you just come around them, lay hands on them? We want to support one another in prayer today. There were several. There was one at the back of this section over here. If there's folks in this area that could come around her at the back and for prayer, thank you. We just want to encourage one another today. And I'm sure that there are some that haven't raised their hands but are heavy and burdened this morning. The Lord knows you. He knows your need. Let's all choose right now to, to let 
go and really let the Lord do his thing in us today. Jesus, we declare our need for you. Oh, we declare our need for you. There's so much happening in our world globally. There's enough happening at that level that we are in desperate need of you, but so much taking place right here in our own homes, in our own families, in our own community. And we declare our need for you, and it's great. There are some that have asked for prayer this morning, and we come around them, And we just ask that you would release your power and your might and your authority and your grace and your mercy into their circumstances. We ask that where there have been no answers, answers will begin to come. Where there has been confusion, clarity will begin to set in. Where perhaps there has been hopelessness, a hope-filled reality will overcome them now. There are some that didn't raise their hands and are struggling silently today. And we come around them with support, strength, encouragement and love asking Holy Spirit that you will accomplish your good and your pleasing and perfect will I'm even asking that you would do that in spite of us for so often we get in our own way overcome our humanity Overcome our weakness. Overcome our stubbornness. And we thank you for the victory that is setting in. We thank you for the turnaround that is taking place. And we thank you for the, the resting place that we are now finding in you. It truly is why we can declare it is well with my soul. When peace like a river Attendeth my way when sorrows like sea fill Whatever, whatever, whatever my life, thou hast taught me. 
that's your testimony today, we just shout amen. amen. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And while we are doing that, I want to invite our ushers to come and join me up front as we prepare to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Jesus, you are our provider. And we honor you with the provision that has come. And we truly honor you with the provision that is coming. Though we don't, we can't even pr pretend to know the needs of 2018. We just know, we believe that you've got it covered. And Jesus, I, I pause now to thank you for the faithfulness of the givers in this community. Thank you for what you are doing in their hearts and in their lives and in their, in their circumstances. Take what we have to offer you today. Use it. Bless it. Multiply it. Accomplish your kingdom purposes with it. Build your church, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I call you and you came to my rescue and I, I want to be where you are cause I need you Jesus come to my Before we get into this morning's reading, let me just bring a, a quick and very exciting report. Just before um, the end of the year, um, in the middle of the week, I, I, was, I was able to make a deposit in the church's account from people that had brought in end of the year tithes. Of fifty-one thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. The reason that is especially is exciting is that it, it allows us to finish up some things that we desperately wanted to finish up. Um, mainly the kitchen, and I know there are some that are very excited about that. Uh, but then there are some things up here on the stage that we get to finish as well, and. What we're doing is we're, we're setting a goal of having all that done by March the 1st, which was basically our one-year anniversary of moving into this space. 
So how exciting it is that we are able to accomplish that and, and set that as a goal. So join us in prayer over that. And, and of course, if you're interested in participating in, in any of that, um, please let us know. Uh, and, and we will do our best to let you know when, if there are work days or, or things that are, that are going to be happening. We'll make sure and get the word out on that. Um, what, what a fun and exciting time it is as, as we ramp up towards Easter. The reason why I, I want to uh, set March the 1st as our goal is because I want to have all that done and have us getting used to it for about a month before Easter Sunday takes place, which, by the way, happens to be April the 1st this year. Um, and I'm not fooling. That's true. Um, but, uh, you know, that... You know, it's just one of those Sundays where um, so much can happen and, 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 and people that don't normally attend church have a tendency to, to show up on that day. It's just a tremendous opportunity for us to minister to the lost on, uh, on that day. And I just want to make sure we have all of our ducks in a row for that. So March the 1st is that deadline. Very, very exciting times. I want to invite us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. We begin a, a series that, that's, that's going to last for a couple of months. It's really going to take us up to Palm Sunday. And I'm just simply calling it Encounters. My, my heart with this series is, is that we will look at and even if we look at these genuine Jesus encounters that, these, that, that, that people are having, and my hope is that we will experience that as well. So my prayer for us is that, again, that, that our hearts will be open to whatever it is that, that Jesus wants to do for us. We're, we're right at the beginning of, of his ministry and one of the first things that he does, just like any good coach would do, is he organizes his team. He pulls together his team. And it's, and it's pretty interesting how he builds his team, but it's even more interesting the kind of players he builds his team with. When you consider who he could have chosen, when you consider um, all the options that were out there for him, he chose fishermen, a tax collector, someone that he knew would betray him, and, and believe me, he knew. That whole set of circumstances did not surprise him. It's just this interesting group of characters that he draws to himself. Even, even someone that had a hard time even believing had, had a struggle with, with doubting what Jesus had accomplished. Even drew somebody right to himself that was like that. 
which is really wonderful to me because all of a sudden I feel right in, like I'm included in this circle. Suddenly I, I realize that it, perfection isn't necessary to come to Jesus. That, that, that he will draw us to himself just as we are. That we don't need significant education, significant, we don't need a theology degree to come to Jesus, to be close to him. We don't even have to have our beliefs all in order to come to Jesus. When we look at these encounters, we see a group of people that were struggling to understand, yet he was sticking with them, struggling to know, struggling to perceive what was, what was happening, and yet Jesus was drawing him to himself. And here we are right at the, right at the beginning of, of chapter 5 of Luke, and, 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 and this is what happens. And in verse 1, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Let's stop there for a moment. I, I, most of us understand this, but just, just for clarity. Simon Peter was, was a professional fisherman. If there was anybody in this story that knew what they were doing when it comes to fishing, it was these guys. This is what they did for a living. This is how they fed their families. So believe me, they know, they know how to fish. They know where to find the fish. They know what to do when they get out into the water. They know, they know how to drop the nets. They know how to pull them up. They know what they are doing. And there's, there's discouragement in, in Simon Peter's words here. Master, we've been fishing all night long. And we have caught nothing. But because you say so, I will let down the nets again. Now, this is a radical answer. This is at the very beginning of things. We're, we're, we're not talking about a Simon Peter who has been following Jesus and, and has been seeing miracle after miracle after miracle and after miracle. Jesus really has not proven himself yet to this Simon Peter. But obviously, Simon Peter sees something in this Jesus fellow. Enough so that, that he will humble himself, that he will essentially 
set aside his professional failure at this point. And that's essentially what we have in this moment. Professional failure. There should have had a nice catch. This person should have had a nice catch, but there's absolute failure in his business as of this moment. And yet because Jesus said so, okay, I'm going to go back out one more time. And perhaps that response alone is finding someone's ears and someone's circumstances right now where Jesus has whispered a word to you. And you've been struggling with that word. You've been struggling with that little input that you've had from him. And yet Jesus' response, I mean, Peter's response to Jesus comes before you as an example and even an encouragement that maybe you might take on the phrase, okay, because you said so. Because you said so, I will do. Because you said so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Now this is, this is interesting because in our English here, we, we see the word caught two different times. It's the same word for us. Same word in verse 6 as it is in verse 5. But I want you to know in the, in the original language, these are, these are two different words. It's not the same word used both times. The first word refers to struggle. It refers to um, a particular energy given to something. It um, it's, it's like Peter saying, we, we've tried our hardest and, and we've caught nothing. That's what the first caught. That's the word that Peter uses refers to their energy spent. This one in verse 6, though, is more like it just happened. Isn't that the formula that Jesus wants to release in our lives? That maybe, maybe we'll get to a place where our, our personal struggles, our personal efforts will relent to Jesus' abilities. He, he wants to accomplish the stuff in our lives. And as I prayed earlier, sometimes we just, we, we just tend to get in, in, in the way with our own ideas, with our own efforts, with our, with our human wisdom. And, and, and just in case you wanted to know, 1 Corinthians tells us that his foolishness surpasses our wisdom. God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. His weakness is stronger than human strength. Our, our very best falls short of his very worst. Take that in for a moment. 
our very best falls short of his very worst. That's ultimately what, what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came, both boats were filled, so full that they were beginning to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, when this encounter happened, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a, I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And Jesus, with his grace and his mercy leading, responds to Simon. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. And so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Jesus begins to assemble his team with, with this interesting miracle, this, this, uh, this revelation that, that he is God. I mean, Simon Peter sensed greatness in him, uh, knew, knew, knew that there was um, something about Jesus that, that, was, that was different. I mean, enough so that, again, I, I re reiterate that when Jesus said, do this, Simon was like, okay, because you said so. There, there was something that, that Simon Peter sensed, understood, essentially, about Jesus. But when, when that happened... Simon Peter then knows he's in the presence of the Almighty. And he humbles himself at the feet of Jesus and says, you really can't, you can't be near me. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinful man. And, and Jesus just embraces him and says, it's okay. I know you. I know you. From this point on, you will be fishers of men. From this point on, I'm, I'm, I'm changing your destiny. I'm changing your trajectory. I'm changing your purpose. This is what you used to do. Fishing. That was your former way of life. I've got a whole different plan for you. I know you don't have it all figured out. In fact, I already know that when my time comes to stretch my hands out on the cross and take the nails, you're still not going to have it figured out. I already know this. I, I, I know, I know that, that you're going to deny even knowing me. I know your failures, Peter. I know the failures that are yet to come. I know you. 
but I still choose you. You know, after, after Peter denied Jesus just, just before Jesus' crucifixion, Jesus dies and he's buried. And even, even, even after the resurrection, after Peter himself runs to the tomb and looks in and sees the empty tomb for, with his own eyes, there's, there's an assumption on Peter's part that, that his failures have, have, have removed him from the equation, have, 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 they've kicked him out of the team, that he no longer qualifies to be on the team. So what does he do? He goes back to the nets. He goes fishing again. You find this story at the, at the end of the Gospel of John. Because somehow he has assumed, he has believed that his failures have, have, have they, they, they've changed his trajectory back to the old way, back to the old life. That, 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 that whatever Jesus was trying to accomplish in and through Peter is, is done. So he goes back to the boat, picks the fishing nets back up, and, and he goes fishing again. And Jesus shows up on the scene. And, and, and he's like, Peter, I know you. I've been telling you this from the beginning. I know you. Do you love me? Yes, Jesus, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Jesus, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know all things. It's like he finally acknowledges, yes, you know all things. You've told me from the very beginning. You know everything about me. You told me this from day one, and, and I dropped my nets, and I followed you, but I've messed it up too bad now. Game over for me. And Jesus is like, no, it's not game over for you. Feed my sheep. Jesus is still in the business of calling the broken to himself. Jesus is still in the business of calling the weak to himself, of calling the failures to himself. Of calling the ones that have missed the mark. He's still in the business of calling the ones that, that have messed it up so bad that, that their personal assumption is there's no way I can be on this team anymore. Jesus is still in the business of calling those people to himself. And he's even doing that right now. Because, see, he's still forming his team. His team wasn't complete after Luke chapter 5. 
His team wasn't even complete at the beginning of the book of Acts. His team still wasn't complete when the book of Acts ceased to provide information and he still hasn't completed his team yet. My point is this, he's he's still calling us. He's still calling people to himself and, and that's you and I. He he wants to have authentic encounters with us just like he was having with the people that we get to read about here. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we, we, can, we can have full assurance today that he has not changed, nor has his agenda changed. It really just boils down to our response and perhaps perhaps we could find ourselves saying the words okay because you said so because maybe there's someone here today that's um you you you've you've sensed a tug on your heart but you're you're assuming that you're just aren't good enough. But maybe even in the midst of that reality, you you might say, okay, I don't believe that I'm good enough, but because you said so, I'm in. I don't believe that I'm I'm smart enough, but because you said so, I'm I'm in. I don't believe that I'm talented enough, but because you said so, I'm in. I don't believe that my life is is actually in order enough, but because you said so, I'm in. I mean, maybe, maybe there are some in this room today that, that sounds a lot like you. See, I, I, I can't begin to know what 2008, the, the, the trajectory of this year is going to look like for us. And I certainly don't know what it looks like for each individual in this room. I'm pretty confident that God is still forming his team. And that there's some people that he's talking to some people that he's wooing, drawing to himself, calling out. The struggle for us is letting go of the nets. And for some of us, the struggle is we keep picking the nets back up, just like Peter did. Because it's sort of our default. Right? It's our, it's, our, it's our default place. When in doubt, hit the default button. And that's essentially what Peter did. Once, once he had doubt that he was even allowed back in the team, he just hit the default button and he went back to, you know, control, alt, delete, and he started over and he's back at, back at the fishing boat. That's just 
that's human. That's, that's humanness. That's humans being. We're no different. Some of us haven't dropped the nets in the first place, and some of us have struggled with dropping the net, picking it back up, dropping the net, picking it back up. And maybe you're on the 277th time of doing that. And, and so you're like, you know what? There's no way. He has no more grace left for me. I've messed it up way too many times. He's like, no, I got 278. I got it covered. Man, he's way bigger than our messes. Maybe that's the hardest thing to believe today. Jesus, you know, you know my struggle with this. You know how much I can beat myself up over my failures and come to a place where I believe that I just that that there is no more grace left for me. And I know I don't I know I'm not standing alone in this reality in here. It's something that we all struggle with. Yet today, you are still calling us and you are still wooing us. And your grace and your mercies continues to overcome our shortcomings and our failures, even our flat out sinful behaviors. And, and I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that right now you will come near to those that, that, that this sermon has just really been hitting way close to home. And you will come near to them with, with that woo. And that you'll overcome their stubborn pride about their failure. And you'll whisper to them, I've got this. I can handle this. I choose you. You haven't gone too far. You haven't been gone too long. I know you. I know you. In this, in this silence, this silent space of hearing, I want to open up for responding. And maybe there are some here today that you, the tug is strong and you are, you are ready to relent. You're ready to just say yes to him. I want to invite you up to these steps here.
that are right before me. And we're just going to treat these as altars today. Altars are not a, a magical place or even a magical concept. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a biblical place of, of sacrifice and surrender. It's just a, 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 a place of, of prayer and dedication. And maybe there are some today that, that that's how you need to start 2018. That there's a, a simple yes that you need to say, or even a really profound yes that you need to say today. And I, I just want to create space for that. So these altars are open for whoever wants to come and kneel and pray. It's just you and Jesus time. Jesus, as we kneel before you, as we sit before you, as we have quiet our, quieted ourselves before you, we have heard your voice. And we, we respond to you. You are a victorious God. You have already defeated the enemy. That is why we celebrate the work of your cross, your death, and your resurrection. 
Sometimes our stuff, our struggles seem so overwhelming, so daunting, so big. That even now in this moment you are reaching in our direction. drawing us to yourself. We have a whole year that is laid out before us. Yes, it's just it's just a calendar. It's just a calendar of, of days and weeks and months. But it is one opportunity after another after another that is out there before us. And some that we know about maybe but most we have no idea what's out there. But we simply say to you today, okay, because you said so, I will. That is our response to you today. That is our, that is the pulse of our heartbeat today. A simple yes to you. Even if it means that we've got to undo some things that we've already messed up. We can thank you that you give us the strength, power, and even the courage to accomplish that because you say so I will we are your people we are called by your name we choose today to humble ourselves we choose today to turn from our wicked ways and we choose today to believe that you will come and you will heal our land that you will set forth an incredible trajectory for us moving into this 2018. In Christ's mighty and powerful name, we all prayed and everybody said, I don't know about you, but that felt a whole lot like having church today. If you stand with me, I want to say a blessing over you as we move from this place today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you. May he be gracious to you. May he fill you with his peace. May you experience this empowerment in your life. Have an incredible week. We'll see you next time.